Hi, I'm Daryl Etherington. Welcome to Found, the podcast from TechCrunch, where we tell you the stories behind the startups and we speak to the founders who built them. This week, I'm joined, as usual, by the rotten to my tomatoes. Jordan Crook. You're the rot that's in I'm the fruit. I'm the rot. I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's not the first time I've been called fruit rot before, so... <laughs> I'm sure there's a story there for another time. That's why you keep coming back to this podcast. But also (laughs) for our amazing guests and our scintillating conversations this week, we are talking to Jay Chandrasekhar about his startup, VouchVault. Now, you may know him from his other endeavors because he's much more accomplished in Hollywood than he is in tech. He directed Super Troopers and also the sequel to that, as well as Beer Fest. And he was in those as well as an actor. And he's directed a number of episodes of TV shows, including some of my favorites, like Arrested Development and Resident Alien, if you want a more recent example. But we're talking about his app that he built, which is called Vault, and which is basically a recommendation app designed to be used among friends. He classified it as the Instagram of reviews and... We talked to him about why he thinks that's an appropriate characterization. So let's get into it with Jay. Hi, Jay. How's it going? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So you've got a company that you started, an app that you created. Do you want to share with people what that is and what exactly it does? The app is called Vouch Vault, and it was designed to be the Instagram of recommendations, which I know is a big thing to say, but I said it. <laughs> and uh, I'll just tell you about the, do you want me to tell you what the origin of it is yeah. or uh, just sort of? Well, what does it do first? Okay. Instagram recommendations sounds like, are you posting pictures of just like the DVDs you have around the house? I actually do know. I'm just playing dumb yeah. for our audience. But. Look, what it is, is basically a curated list of everything you love. So if you love a film like Goodfellas, you take an image from the internet, put it up there, put a link to Goodfellas, say, I love Goodfellas because it's both violent and funny, one of the greatest uh, mob movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And then it's there. If you like the Rolling Stones rock and roll circus documentary, the one where they were like 24 and they dressed as peasants and the some of the Beatles were there and the Who was there, you know, you, you can recommend that. Or the Tesla or these headphones or, you know, <laughs> the goal is to take recommendations and personalize them so that if your friend says, you know, this place, Osteria La Buca in Hollywood is a great Italian restaurant. It's got a great Tagliatelle. Then your friend who ideally follows you can go, oh yeah, you know, uh, and then maybe, you know, they can go, they can put a comment in there. They can vouch for it themselves Mm -hmm. or they can click a ribbon and it'll go into their Try vault, right? And and the purpose of that is like, you know, how many times do you sit on a, you hear about a fun show and you you tap it into your phone and then you can't find it or you write yeah. it on a little piece of paper, you can't find it. This thing is sort of centralizing all the things you want to try that other people have vouched for and all the things that you love, you know, you put them down. And so when I know my friend has vouched for it, I trust them. You know, right. that's the premise of it. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense than because you mentioned that my notes app for my phone or whatever is just filled with things like that. Right. Where if I go down, it'll just be one like a word with nothing yeah. else in there. Right. And I'm like, what does that mean? And what uh, am I supposed to watch? What is it? Is it a show? Is it a, is it a restaurant? Is it? A, I have no idea what it is. So that's helpful there. Like you actually have a list and you have the recommendations from people you trust. Why, so why did you make this? Because this isn't 
you know, this isn't what you're known for. You have a profile, you have a career, a, a very successful career. So why did you want to do this? Because 20 years ago, I made a film called Super Troopers and the film came out at Sundance and we were sort of the toast of Sundance. Everybody loved it. We had great screenings. Fox Searchlight bought it. A year later, the film comes out in theaters and 90 reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes give it an aggregate fresh score of 36%. Hmm. And I was like, you know, guys, <laughs> at Sundance, we were the we were the whole thing. Anyway, whatever. So I, I was like, who are these 90 people? You know, one of them was from the New York Times and he didn't like the movie, but that's okay. Uh, he also didn't like The Hangover years later. And I'm like, do you even like R-rated comedies? Right. <laughs> and so I, I said, you know, I said, this guy's a stranger, right? It's not that his individual opinion is good or bad. It's just a stranger who's a mm -hmm. good writer who happens to work for a newspaper and their job happens to be watching movies. But where do they go to school? Do they smoke weed? Do they drink? Do they like R-rated movies? We know none of that, right? Yeah. And then when you take Rotten Tomatoes, you're aggregating 90 strangers, right? So now you got this whole group of, it's like, when's the last time you walked up to a stranger on the street and said, hey, what movie should I see? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing, right? And, you know, later, a few months later, 250,000 sort of civilians rated Super Troopers 90% fresh, 250,000. But these 90 strangers have this little 36% fresh number. And I said, you know, I just can't, I can't. I need to get revenge you on my tomatoes. <laughs> and it took yeah. me about 16 years before I, I just stewing. You're plotting make, the whole thing? Just stewing. Like, you know, who are these strangers? Here they go again. 16 years ago, I started, I'm like, ah, I got it. I'm going to make an app that will... Basically, instead of us having to look at this number of strangers and what they think, I mean, I'll, I'll give you one more example. That we, yeah. I made a film called Beer Fest, and mm -hmm. uh, there's a, we got a review from a woman named Grandma. Her name was Grandma's Reviews out of Arizona. And she said, I didn't really like this movie because there was too much drinking. And I'm like... <laughs> Grandma, this movie is an ode to binge drinking. I mean, it's called Beer Fest. Maybe you don't review it. Now, if my if my friend who likes drinking or just the movies really watches it and goes, hey, I love Beer Fest. You go, OK, I know that guy. I've right. drunk with the guy. I know he likes the right kind of movies that I do. And so it makes a little more sense. So I, I started sketching out this idea, which was basically like I, I, you know, I wrote on a laptop. I'm like, you know, click movie and then it'll give you all these categories of movie. And then you click this and kind of just a sort of a, a chart because I didn't really know how to make an app. It was just page after page after page, like about a 40 page document. Yeah. And I started casting around going, who can build this thing for me? And I ended up getting introduced to these two app builders. One was in Utah named Eli Saz and the other guy was Eric Colbert out of Orange County. And they were partners in an agency and they built apps for people and they did sort of educational things for, for the Getty. And they were two cool guys. And I, I chatted with them and I showed them my thing. And I said, if you press this, then this will happen. This And we kind of went through it for about 10 meetings. And at the end of it, they were like, we're already on the way to building a version of what you're talking about. They said, we got angry because of Yelp and uh -huh. The Amazon reviews. And we were like, you go on Yelp for a restaurant and there are 5,000 reviews, 2,000 good, 2,000 bad, 1,000 in between. And yeah. you're like, how do you, I mean, maybe the one who wrote the bad one is the competitor across the street, right? Maybe sure. it's somebody who just likes trashing things online. You know, it's like they couldn't, the same with Amazon. You're like, you're just wading through a sea of strangers' opinions. And so we kind of decided to team up 
And I said, let me see what you got. And we were kind of, I worked in, we, we redeveloped it and we changed some things. And eventually we came to this thing, Vouch Vault, that luckily they had really good artistic sense and which is in my view, very critical with an app. It's yeah. sort of like, you know, when I make a film, you've got to make the artwork look enticing and you've got to have the color scheme correct. And it's, you know, there's all sorts of things you got to do to just create human interest. Yeah, for sure. And we all aligned at least on the art and the opinions. And, you know, you know this, but when you, when you're trying to design an app, what you really have to do is you're really getting into each other's minds as to when I click this, I would like this to happen. And they were like, oh, I would like that. To, oh, okay. I could see what, and we kind of, you know, you kind of eventually get there. But we've got, you know, we've got, our first iteration of this is, in my view, pretty damn good. Yeah. And, and there's lots more to come. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you discovered the process of wireframing, essentially, just right. putting it. Yeah, and you were just verbalizing it. You were just like verbal wireframing, which is. That's exactly So you're right. an ingenue. You basically mm-hmm. knew how to app design. I mean, just I, innately. <laughs> it's sort of what I did. I was like, well, if I was to open an app and it's just, I didn't know how else to do it except to try to do it intuitively. <laughs> so like, it feels like there's a couple different things happening. Cause I think there's like a cultural moment a little bit, particularly around like Netflix and movies. We just have so much selection that we could choose from. And I think there are a lot of memes around. I don't know if you saw the one where someone was really high and they were like, I'm really high, but I have this idea where like we could just swipe right me and my partner on the stuff we like. And then Netflix would automatically serve us the stuff that overlaps. So we don't have to do that process of like an hour and a half every night of, so I think there's like something to this, but this also has to an extent been done, right? Like if you think about Swarm and Foursquare, they were like, okay, well, what if we personalized your recommendations, screw Yelp and all of that stuff. So how do you think about some of the challenges that were faced there and how to avoid kind of like empty room. Cause that feels like it might be the biggest problem. Like if my friends aren't on right. there, there's nothing for me to do. And I don't care about the stranger's opinions. I can get the stranger's opinions anywhere. How do I get my friends on there recommending things? Yeah. I think ultimately and our strategy is going to be to approach it as sort of a fusion of the tech world and show business. And the goal for me is I happen to know a lot of like great writers, novelists, screenplay writers, a lot of sort of well-known actors and, and a lot of directors. And they're all have different versions of this sort of rage against the Rotten Tomatoes. Right. And the goal for me is to try to get them on this site and try to build a little excitement around it. And through, you know, you know, if we can raise some money, we're going to throw some parties and try to, you know, the, the, the thing that you're talking about is, is right. It's sort of like when you make a, an action movie about a train, you know, like if you market it just right and you have the right person in it and you catch the right wave, I mean, that's really seems to me what this app success is sort of about too. I mean, you kind of have to, sure. we have to get people to get on and then make people feel like, oh boy, there's something cool happening and I'm not involved. And there are all these cool writers and actors and so-so on there. And it's a revenge play against Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's sort of, you know, all these little parts of the story are what the plan is. You know, right. will we succeed where they failed? I believe so. Mm-hmm. But I realize that there have been others who have tried before. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like something right about that, right? If you get all these big name, high profile people to come and join and you keep them there, right? Like as opposed to like, yes. come on and put a few recommendations on, build a profile and hopefully you don't forget about it. Like keeping them yeah. there and letting people say like, oh, I really like everything this guy's ever written. Like I'm going to go and- Or I like everything he's been in. Right, whatever, right? exactly. Yeah, like right, like yeah. I wonder what, you know, he's in a bunch of action movies, but he's obsessed with rom-coms. Like that's interesting to me. And that's like mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. special. But then I think- 
the piece that I would be thinking about a lot if I were you is like the regular average Joe. That's what you really want, right? Like you don't just want like a one to many of like me following a bunch of highly influential people because ultimately they're strangers to me too. And like what they think might be interesting, but does it actually catalyze me to like go and watch something or do something or take action? Probably not. You want like me and Daryl to have a place where we can share our recommendations with one another. And there's a bit of work involved in that. So like how easy is it to go and post my recommendations, right? Like if I'm in a restaurant and I love it, does my location say, hey, you're here right now. Do you want to recommend that? Or if I'm watching something on Netflix, does it say like, you just watch this. Like here's your most recently viewed stuff. Do you want to post any of this or whatever? I think that like friction free experience to posting a recommendation is going to be key. Well, I, you I didn't ask for my company, feedback, but I'm just giving it to you. No, I, I do. I would love to hear it. I would love. I'd love to hear it. And I think we need to, as we raise money, sort of connect to HBO Max and connect to mm-hmm. Netflix and connect to these various companies so that it will be more seamless. You know, I mean, at the moment we're connected to Amazon and we're connected to Google Images, right? But it's only it's only the beginning stages yeah. of it. You know, it's true. Like the perfect version of this to me is. If you're on Jordan with Daryl and like five or six friends who live in the same town who can recommend the, you know, like it's happening in Los Angeles quite a bit. I'm, re- yeah. I'm discovering sushi restaurants in Santa Monica I'd never even heard of or the best burger in Santa Monica. I'm like, you know, I'm really not that far away. And like, that's the kind of thing that I think is we got to get four or five friends to sign on together. Yeah, for sure. I think like as you get sharing and as you get, yeah, like Jordan's integrations like that'll happen for sure. Well, one thing I have feedback for you too, but it's just to make it it's just to make it available in Canada cuz there's a country lock right now. It's US only at the moment. So let's get it out there to Canada cuz that's where I am. Yeah. And I feel like I could get it going out here. I if really you do that, that, I'll go out there and I'll do street squad. I'll be doing the guerrilla marketing to be okay, like great. just check it out. Well, and you also like If you're focused on a certain category, too, I do think like you reap more rewards from the recommendations of TV shows and movies right off the bat than you do from restaurants, because I I think there are there's immediacy. right? Yeah, there's immediacy. You can immediately go and watch that and you seek it when you're about to watch something. And also, I do think there's like a habit building with restaurants and some other things that are like, for better or worse, we have our open doors and our Yelps and our Foursquares. And then we also just have our eyes and word of mouth. And it just seems like a little, I think people struggle more to find something to watch. I don't give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes, mm. right? Or like Metacritic. Yeah. And I will never go there to find something to watch. Well, I have a little anger towards it too. It's funny you bring that up, right? Because it's like become this place. Because I'm not, I'm not an actor. I'm not in the industry, but I also have this resentment towards it being like, well, where do I go? And it's like, I guess I go to Rotten Tomatoes, but why? Why is that the place that I have to go? Or you Google it, as opposed to right? You Google, or Google like Google best it. sci-fi movies of the last year, and then it's all the shit you've already seen. You're like, I'm not. Nothing's exactly. being surfaced to me. Nothing new or interesting. No. And it's just a cross-section based on nothing, right? Based on randomness. Exactly. And you don't, and that's something that maybe Netflix, I don't know, like this will be interesting to your trajectory, but like Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and all of these places, they're really getting a lot better at recommending stuff, but they still don't have, well, they still have a discovery problem and they still don't have that Daryl wanted me to watch this. Like they still don't have, Daryl's watching this right now and he's obsessed with it, right? Like, and until they do, you've got something really special. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about Netflix is that it's a robot recommending something to you. I'm not saying that we won't have machine learning or AI in this because we will. But what I'm trying to get across is that robots have really failed at recommending things to me. Yes. And I don't want to hear from the damn robot. I want the robot <laughs> to sit quietly and run the machine. And I want to hear from humans what they think about the movies, you know? So the goal here is, you know, even in the messaging is you're not going to hear from our robot. You're going to hear yeah. from your friends. Now, eventually, if, for example, Jordan, you match with like some guy in Australia and Sydney, and you match like 80% of the things you both like, you can go, well, hey, this guy and you, you kind of match on things. Maybe right. we'll look at the other 20% of things he recommended that are available only in Australia. Like it's those kinds of matches we're looking to make. Yeah. That's a good use of the robot. The robot can match the people who have a natural who have already like, said, affinities. Like right? explicitly yeah. and manually that they like something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because Netflix's robot is like, it's terrible. It could be, it could as well be, you just throw shit at the wall. And then like, I would get as many successful recommendations. Uh, I don't know. I think Netflix's robot is getting better. You think so? I do. I'm looking at my queue and I'm like, I don't know. Most of the yeah. stuff that I like was not from there. It was from like iMessage groups. Actually, that's like the most, my number one source now, right? Is like iMessage groups or in person, which doesn't scale and doesn't satisfy the needs that anyone has. Have you yeah. been using the likes? Like, I like this, I love this, I don't like this at all on Netflix? Are you talking about me? Yeah, you no. or both of either of you. No. No, I don't use it. I've that. started no. using it and it's been really helpful. But okay. that would also be an easy onboard, Jay. Like if I onboard and I give you my Netflix credentials for you to mm -hmm. be like, here's all the stuff you've already liked, not just the stuff you've watched, but like you've explicitly liked this. We could just like right. auto post it to your profile. Boom, right. profile filled in. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a very good idea. And I have known this guy, Ted Sarandos, who runs Netflix for a long time. We're and familiar yes, with him. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm going to go sit with him and say, look, here's why your people will benefit from this. Yeah. yeah. And why you'll be able to get other people to come to Netflix because it's, to me, I know the robot's getting better, but- No, it's the I biggest form of know. FOMO. If real yes, people that absolutely. you know are all watching a show and you're not watching yeah. it. My and partner got yeah. Netflix because people were watching Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Her friends were, and she doesn't even care about TV. But yeah, she got I, it I think, just I mean, that. I think that's the key thing versus other times is like that now- the need is actually acute. Whereas mm -hmm. like other times people have tried this, they've kind of just thrown it at the wall because nobody else was doing it. But now it's like reached a point where it's just, it absolutely has to exist because we don't have a monoculture anymore. Like people just don't sit down and go like, all right, like it's TGIF, right? Like let's go watch whoever. Full House or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll watch Full House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing in your favor. But what has been for you like, the biggest challenge or learning or like what for you is the most interesting about this versus like, say, directing a show or like something like that? Like, what's the biggest difference? Well, it's the feel of this sort of thing is that the scale of it, which is mm. the thing that will make it take off. And ultimately, you know, you can see it getting bigger every day and it's exciting to kind of you know, I mean, I know it's like sort of a, it, it feels like a disease that's spreading, you know, it, it, <laughs> I, I know they call it viral, whatever, but, but it, the hard part about it, in my view, is getting people to change their behavior. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, if I make a great movie, people are going to go to the movies because they already like movies, you know, but apps, you know, a lot of people are like, wait a minute, are you trying to take more of my time and get me on one more, you know, like, and I'm like that too. Yeah. It better be, it better fill a need. I think ultimately people don't think about the fact that Rotten Tomatoes is named for throwing rotten fruit at filmmakers. It's <laughs> named 
for it, right? It's like, once you think about it, you're like, well, that can't be the right source, right? I mean, you know, with, with Yelp and restaurants, these restaurateurs are desperate for you to give them a positive review when you when you leave their restaurant. They put little yeah. signs up there, like, give us a positive review. And it's like, these poor people are like at the whims of not only mischief makers who like to give negative reviews for the hell of it, but also opponents, right? And, other, and, it, and the central point of Vouch is that it's, it doesn't care about what you don't like, right? Mm-hmm. It, it only cares about what you like. And so we're hoping to try to sort of get in on a local level with restaurants and say, look, instead of this whole, I mean, you're never going to replace it, I suppose, but yeah. let's try to replace it. You know, let's try yeah. to, you know, and of course you need scale to make that happen. Yeah. It seems more immune to gaming, right? Like to your point, like it's not, if it works in the right way and it, and it works in these like these networks, then it's much harder to manipulate, right? Which is like what everybody's got to embrace that, especially restaurateurs. Cause you're right. You see that all the time. I was just looking for a dog sitter for our upcoming wedding. And I was looking at the reviews online and they were like, this is a terrible place. Never go here. They kill dogs. And then under that, the response from the business owner was like, this is a spam person. They're trying to torpedo by business. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> right. But, yeah. So I mean, like that kind of thing won't happen because you're looking and you're like, well, it's, you know, it's Jordan's suggestions. Jordan's the dogs are killer dog. I'm going to believe it because it's Jordan and I right. know who it is and whatever. Right. Yeah. And I only torpedo businesses like once a year. <laughs> so you'll be able to see it coming. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Like if you're, if Jordan is uses this dog place, you'll be like, yeah, okay, good. No problem. I'm right, safe. Right. You know, I'm yeah. safe. Yeah. It's sort of like when look, when you go to a dinner party and you want to know of a good television show to watch, you never say what sucks. Yeah, what shouldn't true. I see? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're trying to line up, you know, the way we really behave, you know, there's a way people behave on the internet, which is just not normal to human to human interaction. Yeah. Well, like strong feelings definitely motivate people to take action one way or the other, right? So we rarely yeah. go and take any action on something that was like, fine, it's good. Right. Right. You don't tell anybody about the movie you watched that was like, eh, it was fine. And you definitely do tell people, like I had food at this restaurant, it gave me food poisoning. You tell your neighbors when you see them on a dog walk, you're like, don't go there, I right. got sick, right? Or like right. the most delicious thing or the best movie I've ever seen. So it's those like strong feelings that, elicit something, I think actually more likely bad feelings because there's that sense of revenge that is why you built this to begin with, right? <laughs> like right. there's this sense of like, they need to own up to what they did to me. But I think if you can target and focus the app in this positive direction where if like you feel strongly enough to take the time to post it, people will care. And there's some sort of incentive loop there. Then I think yeah. that that's the, what we need kind of a little less focus on the bad. And it's been interesting already because I, you know, like there's a show called The Offer on Paramount Plus and I've avoided getting Paramount Plus because I'm like, do I really need another one of these things? And then there, you know, the number of vouchers started to go up in the bottom right hand corner and I'm like, all right, I'll get it. And so I got (laughs) it and I watch it and I'm like, it's great. And now I'm going to watch more Paramount Plus, right? So to me, it's something I hadn't really heard about. I hadn't even thought about. There are all sorts of little books I'm discovering that I'm like, ah. There's a George Saunders book on creative writing, and I happen to be writing a novel. Somebody put it on there, and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, 
Okay, got it. And now it's an incredible book, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's just a way to kind of connect our mind around the things we love. I mean, that's the, you know. So it's already having an effect and changing kind of what you're engaging with and what you're consuming. But I do want to go back, though, to like what, because you, you mentioned raising money. Are mm-hmm. you raising, are you looking to raise like traditional venture capital for this? Is, it, is that you know, the kind of approach you're doing? I've raised, I have had a career that has been half within the studio system and half independently financed and then sell the movie to the studio system. So because of that, I've made quite a bit of money for individuals, high net worth individuals who can invest in a movie. And so I'm just sort of going to that list and saying, I know it's not a movie, but I made you that money on that movie. It's not even close to the same investment. Right. Like it's nothing like it. Like, you know, we I would raise, I think I raised 12 million for Super Troopers 2 to make that film. We made it for about 17. We got some other money. But I mean, this, you know, we're trying to raise a million bucks, you know, like, and if you're like, okay, everybody give me a little bit, like we're already kind of halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to use institutional money or are you just trying to go for like angels and some of your more affluent friends to like party around it up? Yeah, the friends and family, you have a pretty good friends and family <laughs> circle, it sounds I do, like, I yeah. do. I mean, I, I don't know the institutional money, at least on the film side, is always more expensive and always harder to get. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to shy away from that sort of thing at the moment. But frankly, I don't know if it's the same in tech. I've seen there is a little bit of institutional money in this already. And I've seen some of the paperwork they require. And I'm like, great. I mean, we got nothing to hide. Like we're not, you know, yeah. but we're true believers and we're going to try like hell to make it work. But uh, of course, eventually we're going to have to have institutional money. But I'm, we're hoping this first this second round, which I guess is a million bucks, is a million bucks. We won't need to do that too much. Right. I mean, I talked to people who were like, I won't invest in anything unless we can put in $30 million. You're like, yeah, <laughs> we don't need that yeah. yet. We don't need that. <laughs> I, think, I think you'd find that there are like pre-seed and seed stage VCs yeah. who are happy to throw 250K or 500K at yeah. a lot well, of the answer, things. The answer is we, we would certainly take that. And my two partners are more connected to the finance world for the yeah. tech side. I'm literally bringing a, like a showbiz sort of right, financing. Totally. Thing, which, you know, is, is I'm hoping that like Reed Hastings story about starting Netflix as a revenge play against his blockbuster late fee. I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping our story about Rotten Tomatoes has some similarity. Yeah, for sure. You know? It does. Yeah. And it'll have exactly the same trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm passionate about changing the yeah. way movies are received. Well, it is. It's something that's. It has a lot of inertia. In the same way that a lot of the other disruptive companies have come along and said, like, this has been the same way for a very long time. And Rotten Tomatoes is essentially just an aggregation of a of what came before. It's not a real change, right? It's no. like. It's the reviewer system, but just aggregated and made a little more techy, right? Yeah, and it was started as a joke, right? Rotten Tomatoes. Right. That's why they named it Rotten Tomatoes. It was a joke. And then it caught on. People are like, hey, we kind of need to hear what everybody thinks so we don't actually have to read the reviews. Yeah. And now reviewers, I mean, nobody's reading the reviews or looking at this yeah. damn number and being like, nah, forget it. Exactly. And there's a lot of nuance in those. It's funny because even if you look at the little pull quotes that they do for the various scores, like in that, you're like, wait a minute, this is a green tomato? And you, right. like, if you click through, it's like, oh, okay, there's a lot more nuance in here than what is indicated by either red or green tomato. You know? Right. So that's right. Yeah. Have you spoken to them? I'm so curious about, have you spoken to anyone at Rotten Tomatoes since launching this or have you heard from them or anything? You know, usually when you make a movie, you stop by their studios and do some interviews because they have a 
puff piece side. Right. They've got the entertainment media type thing. Because they're like, we got to, you know, we got to make real money and do sort of other things. So usually I'll make a stop there. This time, I mean, I've been saying Rotten Tomatoes, I'm coming for you so much that uh, (laughs) I think they decided not to send me over there. I mean, if if they can send me over there, I'll just tell them what I think, uh, which is this. I think this. (laughs) They know um, they know who I am. They know what I'm coming for. They'll have you in Um, front of a step and repeat still. Those sides, you know, they don't care. (laughs) They don't care. They would have me over there. Yeah. But, uh, you know. They didn't seem to ask for me on this last movie. Yeah, because that just came out, right? Easter Sunday? Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. Getting a plug. I did it for you, so you don't have to do it. Thank you. In theaters now. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So is there anything, are you growing the company? Are you looking to hire people like, or is it just going to be you and your partners for the foreseeable future? Or do you want to build out an actual team behind it? I mean, the best way to make at least independent films is to try to keep them lean and mean until you can't. And that's sort of our strategy with this too, because I just don't want to, I'm very, very strongly against losing my investors' money. Very, very, you know, the whole reason I can make more stuff is because I've made the money in the past. And so I don't want them to think we're spending it on the Bahamas. You know, I want them to feel like we're as lean and, but, but, you know, the reality is like, there are things that start to take away our time. And so we'll, you know, on an as needed basis, you know, we're not renting office space yet. Right. Okay. And you're not, we're not hiring yet. You know, mostly we're spending our money on publicity and development of the new version of it. And then some amount of user acquisition, which to me is a little bit like more of the magic, which I don't quite. I mean, I know they say you you have to spend a certain amount of dollars to get each user. I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't know how that I don't know how that exactly works. I mean, I understand you spend on publicity. If you get me in front of the mic and kind of doing it, I understand how that would work, but I'm not sure how else. Yeah, the CPA, the cost per acquisition metric is, you know, it it is some dark science or some some black magic. It feels like hocus pocus to me (laughs) as an outsider, I would say that. Yeah. We live and breathe it over here. So yeah. if you had a, yeah, ask us, ask away. But. You got to invite us to your big parties with all of your famous people. <laughs> well, I will, right? And I, and I'll I, come and, and be I, like, my opinions are important. Here's what I vouch for. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think that the showbiz uh, approach for this could work. I really, truly believe that if you tell people there's something hip going on over there yeah. and you're not a part of it yet, but you can be part of it. Like I, And then if you try it out with a couple of friends, I really strongly think it's going to scratch an itch that you don't even yeah. know you have. Well, that's definitely the FOMO thing is like how all of Silicon Valley runs, right? So those are the things that the entertainment industry and this share is that FOMO is a huge driver for all of it, yeah. right? And I think that is the key is in making people feel that uh, just by noticing it come up, right? So like the more that people share this around and have it go out on other social platforms and you just see like, oh, what? that's a what link? And then they go through that to that, like that's the way to, to do it. But I think it, it seems like one of those things that once you get a geography and a friend group involved, like it's going to spread 
naturally virally. Right? Well, I mean, I've seen I'm on some of these, but they're all sorts of my brother-in-law as a, as a text chain that's been going since he graduated from college. And that has to be 25, 30 years ago. It's just yeah. been going, just going and going and going. And they it's just a version of that. Right. They're like, hey, have you seen this show and this movie? And here's a picture and whatever. Like yeah. it's a version of that. We just have to kind of get people to do it this way. I mean, yeah, we're sure. the next thing we're going to build is we're going to add video oh. so that you can just sort of take a phone and go, hey, I just went to Osteria Labuca. It's a great place. Because I, I have a couple of daughters who seem to like to use video on Instagram. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're 16, right? So right. like, you know, I'm hoping we can kind of get into that younger crowd too that way. Yeah. And actually, it's funny you mentioned that because Jordan is making me do that for us specifically. I have to do it after this podcast, but she's making me record me a little blast. video saying, I love TechCrunch Disrupt. You all got to come down. <laughs> so we it's know the power. It's going to be supernatural <laughs> since he's like 45. Jeez. Hey, kids. Just do your best. This is totally giving and like... Is that, no is that an expression? Does that I think mean so? <laughs> giving, oh, you give something. This is giving. I have no idea vibes. what you're. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it, it sounds awesome, and it's been wonderful learning about it. And I look forward to being able to check it out once you get that country border down. But I can, you know what? Don't tell anybody. Yeah. I can, I can go. I can download it from the American App Store. I know how to do that. So oh, I'll really? do that. Wow! Yeah. Don't tell anybody. I'll check it out. Don't tell anybody. What town in uh, Canada? Toronto. I'm in Toronto. Oh, T dot yeah. is what they call it. Yeah, they do. We got a we got an entertainment. Know. They do. They do call it that. But we have we have a little bit of an entertainment scene, right? So we we got to get something going up here. I think I've shot I've shot some television up there. Yeah, um, there's a lot yeah, of yeah. shooting up there, and there's a lot of actors that come from Canada. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Canadian actors. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. But yeah, thanks so much. And, you know, we'll have to check in again. And once it's hidden big and then, you know, we'll have you back. But um, yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the uh, advice. The constant really feedback. Well, Sorry, I was probably it's pretty a, annoying. Well, I mean, you know, like, you know, like when people come to me and they say, what do you think of this script? I'm like, well, let me tell you. And I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah. So you get it. I do. I do. And I appreciate okay, it. Well, thank you for joining us. It was fun. Okay, cool. Bye now. All right, Jordan, that was our conversation with Jay. What did you think about that chat? I mean, I know you had lots of feedback and all our listeners all know that as well, which Jay seemed to genuinely appreciate. He did seem to appreciate it. And I give him kudos to that. Although he could be creating a revenge app to screw me over. Against Jordan. Yeah, against Jordan. I think that should be the motivation for more startups is revenge. It probably is the secret motivation for almost all startups. A lot. of Yeah. If not like directly, like, oh, I'm going to screw over this competitor startup. Yeah. It's probably like layered in revenge from youth trauma or whatever. Right. Who knows? Right. But I did like how pure it was for Jay about that. Like he brought it up multiple times. He was very times. candid. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I hate them. I hate Rotten Tomatoes and I'm going to take them down. I've been stewing on it for 16 years and now I'm going to get them. <laughs> I don't really mind that. No. I mean, especially if you're going to be honest about it. If you're not going to be honest about it, whatever. Yeah. I think Jay is coming in and I think there's green space here. There's like a way to do it that could work really well. It's very tempting green space because we've seen Facebook try. We've seen Yelp try. We've seen seen a lot of very talented technologists try it and fail at it. And he's essentially saying, I'm not a technologist. Right. I'm from showbiz. 
So that could work in his favor. I'm not saying it won't, but I think without really firmly and fundamentally understanding the history of this space of like friend based recommendations, you're really likely to make some of the same mistakes. Right. So that kind of was like the crux of my position on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I basically agree with you. If I'm just like advocating for the other side, sometimes I think mistakes plus time equals correct action. So that's another thing to consider. Yeah, but not if you're not aware of the mistakes. No. I mean, well... No, like, like if you just do something that somebody else did in a different era and yet it works in that era by dumb luck, like that's possible, right? But sure. Yeah. Timing plays a factor. And I think that's also on his side. Right. But I think, again, there just feels like some fundamental things that like even the most basic entrepreneur in social, in the social space, has this kind of set of principles and playbooks and like tricks and whatever, where they're like, okay, I know all of these principles and I understand them. So here's how I can counteract them. Yeah. And I'm not sure that he is on par with that, but that's not saying that it doesn't work out. Like maybe being away from all of that in the vacuum of Hollywood gives you some sort of edge. Yeah. I don't know. I found it interesting him talking about his kind of experience with fundraising from the production side, right? Like going out and producing mm-hmm. a movie, which just means basically asking a bunch of deep pocketed people for money. And he seems to be very good at that. And also good at kind of like generating buzz for stuff. So th- it's a unique set of skills. And it is, a. I mean, it's an open question. Do you whether think those that, are his skills or the skills of like a marketing team behind that his project? is also, so early on, definitely his. Because Super Troopers and... I mean, based on the initial success and sort of the cult success of that first movie, I think he got a lot of credit. But like to do that movie was almost entirely him and his friends who were in that broken lizard comedy troupe. Like they really bootstrapped it in the probably the truest possible sense of the term. And then after that, it's not like they were his blank check because it was still a movie that was sort of like beloved by some, but like ignored by most. Is the Well, can you replicate it? Like sometimes right. that stuff does feel dumb luck to an institutional investor. They're yeah. like, yeah, sure, super trooper. But like, do you have another one in you? Right? Like yeah. there's always that question too. Yeah. But I did think that piece was interesting. The idea, like how the similarities and differences between getting investment for a film and getting investment for an app you know, there are some similarities. There are some big differences. It's like the equivalent of someone going in for pre-seed and being like, I need a billion dollar valuation. Yeah. He has an advantage too, where he's like, I'm not using institutional VC, right? So most of the people he's talking to aren't used to deal. But again, terms. I felt like that would be smarter. What, to get the traditional funding? Part of me thought, yeah, yeah, because you have people around the table who know what the f- is going on. Oh, so they would help you in that regard, but it would be much more expensive, as Alex likes to say. Like For sure, like equity-wise. Institutional VC is expensive, right? Right, yeah. right, of course. But like, it's not like he's hard up for cash. He's doing this for revenge. So if right. you actually want to get revenge on Rotten Tomatoes, then you have to be successful. Yeah. And I don't think like getting money from Seth Rogen is going to help. I'm not saying Seth I mean, Rogen is... he's got a great ceramics business. Sure, sure. <laughs> but like... You know what I'm saying, right? Like, I think that having someone who has invested in social startups that have done well is critical. And at the end of the day, I think my big, I enjoy talking to Jay. I will see what happens with this. I think at the end of the day, I was thinking about myself and thinking like, I have really strong opinions on things, particularly movies and TV shows. I watch a lot of them. I mean, we have another podcast where we talk about them. Would I use this? 
and how? Right. And what enjoyment would I get out of it? And what would keep me using it for a long time? And those are questions I really struggled to answer. Yeah. So that's where, like, I think in my heart and my gut, I'm just like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Spoken like a true investor, Jordan, even though. What can I say? You aren't yet one. Not yet. Wow. <laughs> just write my story for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I think you bring up a lot of good points and I'm very curious to see where this goes and what kind of enthusiasm they can get built up around it. So we'll be watching for sure. Yeah. I'm going to go design an app to get revenge on you, Jordan. So I hope you do the same. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what I did to you or how you'd Just, revenge me. I've but. been thinking about it for 16 years. <laughs> wow. Okay, Before well, I knew I'm you. shaking in my boots over here. Yeah. The fruit rot is shaking in its boots. Uh, all right. Bye-bye. Another that's, that's killer ending. The Peter's out. Yeah. Pound is hosted by myself, TechCrunch News Editor Daryl Etherington, and TechCrunch Managing Editor Jordan Crook. Yashad Kulkarni is our executive producer. We are produced by Maggie Stamitz and edited by Kel Keller. TechCrunch's audio products are managed by Henry Pickovit. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on Twitter at twitter.com slash found. You can also email us at found at techcrunch.com, and you can call us and leave a voicemail at 510-936-1618. Also, we'd love if you could spare a few minutes to fill out our listener survey at bit.ly slash survey. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. I wish Kel would keep all of my another killer ending, another killer show. I do it after every single one.